Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I am just so thrilled to have Dee Bowden back on the show. Now, Dee was like way back in terms of the Author to Authority podcast, but I loved her episode on Collect the Cash. And so if you want to listen to the original one, uh, the link will be in the show notes. But, you know, I'm so excited to invite her back today because she has written the book. And so I wanted to get her talking today, sharing the knowledge. And you know what? You're going to want to listen to this because if you've ever had problems collecting the cash in your business, you know, that customer, that client that just will not pay then this episode is for you. So Dee, why don't you take a few minutes, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to your fabulous listeners around the world. So I'm gonna do a course correction. Actually, my last name is Bowden, it's not Bowden. But Sorry, it's Bowden. D- <laughs> no problem, so it's D Bowden. But anyway, listen, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm honored to be back on the Author to Authority podcast. So first of all, thank you so much for that. Thanks, Kim, to you and for just a chance to come back and tell this story. So who am I? So I'm D Bowden, I'm originally from Boston. I live in the great state of Maryland. Fun facts about me. I love Ferris wheels, smooth jazz, hot air balloons, and a great glass of wine, both red and white. So, so my red wine, my red wine drinkers, woohoo! White ones, woohoo! Either one, it don't matter. As long as you like good wine, we can hang out, we can talk. So my story, the journey to, to become, you know, author D Bowden started like this. About 15 years ago, I used to work for a small IT company outside of Boston, where I'm from. You know what it's like when you get hired. And they say, welcome aboard. And they bring you to your cubicle, bring you to that box and that special little plant they give you. I'm just kidding, but it's, it's just, it, it goes with the story. So then you get this, get, you get brought in. You're like, okay, welcome aboard. Here's your, here's your cubicle, here's your box, here's your plant. And in my case, here's the outstanding, here's the list of outstanding accounts that we have not been able to collect money on to the tune of $8 million. What? Right, that part. Are you serious? I'm, I'm very serious. This is a true story. This actually, this is part of the story that's in the book. So imagine I get hired. They're like, can you come in and collect this money? Now, y'all have to understand, I was a part-time collector. I only worked Monday through Friday, four to eight. They said, now they, this company is a small IT company. We're talking less than 100 people. And they had a collections team, people that, that do this on a regular basis. I'm part-time. I'm like, okay. So they're like, here, your resume says you can collect. Let's see what you can do. Here's your test, $8 million. I bet. So I'm a believer. So I, me and God had a short conversation. Hey, God. Yes, D. How are you? You know what, God? Overall, I am fantastic. But I got your word says if you lack wisdom, come see you. I'm, this is the DBV version. I'm like, hey, God, I, I, I don't know how to collect $8 million. I need you to show me or give me a clue on what I'm supposed to do. So when I got quiet, what came up was 
that business to business collections, whether you're a small, medium, or large business, you have to do three things. You have to do problem solving, AKA what happened was, why didn't I get paid? Customer service is solving the problem in terms of did something go wrong? Let's say you ordered 10 sets of sneakers and you only got eight, but you paid for 10. That's a problem. Then customer service is dealing with the company to figure out what happened to my other two sneakers and how are you going to fix this? And then gratitude is when they resolve the problem. So problem solving, customer service, gratitude is what I came out of my conversation with God with. And I said, oh, okay, problem solving, $8 million. That's a huge problem. Customer service, I work for this company. I need to get on the phone and find out the what had happened was how come you haven't paid all these invoices? Then the gratitude was when the people took my phone call, when they told me, for example, one customer said, D, the reason you haven't, of the $8 million, we have $2 million that we can pay you once you reformat the invoices to the new system that we're using, we'll pay y'all. I was like, are y'all kidding? They're like, no. And they said, we notified all of our customers that we were changing the billing system. So it'd be like going from using Microsoft Excel, using QuickBooks. I said, oh, can you just resend that email so I have it so I can show my manager what had happened? Sure. I get that. In one week, $2 million of the, of the $8 million is done because of a phone call, because of doing the three things, doing problem solving, doing customer service, and then expressing gratitude. The gratitude, most people are like, what does gratitude have to do with, with collecting cash? It has everything to do with it because when you're old money and somebody finally cuts you that check, when you go back and say thank you, it matters because you're not just collecting the cash, you're building relationships. Because when you're in business, when you get your first sale, or your second sale, or your third sale, or your 100th sale. The people have a choice whether they do business with you or not. And when you acknowledge them and say thank you, that sets you apart. It's no different than during the holiday season. You, if you get a Christmas card, Christmas card, season's greetings card from a, a client or a customer, they usually say, thank you, happy, happy holidays. Thank you for your service or for being our customer all year long. We want to wish you a great holiday season. And we, we look forward to serving you in the following year. So in this case, it would be 2022. What are they doing? They're, they're thanking you for being their customer. They're doing exactly what I'm talking about. They're doing customer service because they're trying to show you, they're trying to try and make sure that you are top of mind for the next time you need sneakers, tires, whatever. Yep. Versus they're like, man, I didn't, you know, I didn't spend all this money with this customer. I, I, I ain't got a cupcake. I ain't got nothing. They ain't called nothing. So the people who go above and beyond those are people that you want to do business with. And so why are you listening to this funny story? Maybe I can go back and tell y'all. So what had happened was after the $8 million. So I get, I collect 6 million in 60 days while working part-time. Now, why this matters to you as a business owner, as you're listening, you're like, well, D, I don't have $6 million. You might have $6. It don't matter. It's the same thing. If somebody owes you money, you still got to figure out what happened. You need to do customer service and do gratitude. So the business closes. The CEO says, listen, I want everybody to come downstairs. We're like, okay, I'm, we're thinking <laughs> we're about to get a bonus. <laughs> I think we're good. We, yeah, we think we're great. So we're about to get it. We're about to be good. So we get downstairs. He says, listen, I want to thank everybody across all services, across contracts, order entry, fulfillment, all the things. We've made an executive decision. We're closing the company. Now, I collected $6 million for them, mind you. They closed the company after we get the money. And 100 people that are small businesses lose their job, including me. The small business, I'm sorry, the small, small business and the 100 people who work for the small business, excuse me, lose their job, including me. So when Kim asked me to come back on and talk, tell, tell this story, it was more about, you know, the what had happened was because here's the thing. You might be a small business owner today and you're like, 
I got people who owe me money. So you got a problem solve. You got to figure out what happened. You have to do customer service because your, your responsibility as a business owner is to make sure that the sale is complete and the money's in the bank. So after going through this experience, I had some, I had some choice words. I'm going to be keep it professional and keep it, keep it good. But I had some choice words after what had happened to me. I'm like, are you serious? What? So this is years ago, but here's the thing. What really prompted this was last year, watching COVID. COVID, COVID took out lots of businesses. And here's, here's the biggest one, biggest lesson I saw with COVID. When Broadway in New York City, Times Square shut down and there was no theater, no plays, no musicals, nothing. I saw my story relived over and over and over again. Because think about it. You've got Broadway, which is a, a, a multi, multi-million dollar business. All the theaters had small business owners that had planned to sell their services, their, their tchotchkes or whatever, inside the theater. All of them are shut down. They've got sales on the books. They've already ordered all the merchandise, all the things, and they can't sell them, which means their, their sales are not complete and there's no money in the bank. So I'm watching my story relive over and over and over again. And I'm seeing this going, okay. And a buddy of mine said, who was a book coach, said, D, what do you do again? So I tell, tell this story and she says, D, you have a system. You can teach business owners how to win. Would you please teach us how to win? And so she kept nudging me until I said, yes, I will, I will write the book and I will tell my story and I will share the journey of what happened to me personally and why this is not just uh, another, oh my gosh, what a great story. No, this is a, if you are a business owner, yeah, you need to have a tracking system. You need to know how many accounts you have. You need to know how much money is owed to you. And what do you do when you don't get paid or you get ghosted? How about this? You do the work and then the people just, just ghost you. Don't, don't show up. You don't know where they are. You're like, didn't we, didn't we do this work? Yeah, but I don't know where they are. They just, just leave you high and dry. We talk about all those things in the book, but the bigger thing was, was to embrace the fact that what I do, which is collecting cash or teaching business owners how to collect the cash has value. Because if you think about it, most people, when they hear collections, they cringe because they're thinking somebody who's, you know, their car is being repossessed, the medical bills, all those things. They're, that's first, that's consumer collections. I deal with business to business collections. I'm talking about when you do work and you don't get paid, how do you fix that? What do you do? How do you not mess up the relationship and answer the question of what had happened with us? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking back and it was actually April 2020 that I think we recorded the episode. And so everything had just happened at that point. You know, we're now 18 months later. Like it's, it totally completely blows my mind. And, you know, the numbers here in Ontario are going back up and they're saying, you know, we're probably going to be in this for another six to eight months. We haven't even experienced freedom yet. We're still mm-hmm. under slight lockdown. <laughs> We've been on lockdown since like, no, November, December last year. I mean, we mm-hmm. can go out and do things now, but there's still restrictions everywhere. Yeah. And we're, and we're, I think we're, and we're, I think here in the States, we're about to go back into that again. So. Yeah. We know ne- Ontario never left. It's just like, yeah. yay. Yeah. But it, it's funny when you talked about, they said to you, well, you said on your resume and the thought that occurred <laughs> to me was, yeah, you better be careful what you put on your resume. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because you actually have to produce. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. But um, I use that as an example because number one, it was to show that I was credentialed and that I actually I had the experience. But 
you know, so writing, writing, writing the book, becoming an author. I mean, when, when we talked last year, as a matter of fact, what's funny is we recorded the, we recorded the interview April of 2020 and the book came out April of 2021, a year, to, a year, a month, a year to the day. That is so cool. That it was. And so speaking cool. of which, so let, let me tell you, let me tell you about launch day. I'll tell you about launch day. Launch day for Collected Cash was amazing. So my bestie and I went to New York City in Times Square and we actually launched the book in Times Square on a billboard. <laughs> I yep. love it. I love it was, it. it was amazing. So just, just here's, imagine, you know, sitting down thinking, okay, you're going to write this book. Now, when I started the journey, Excuse me. I just had the idea. I'm gonna I'm I'm write write the story. And actually, before I started writing the writing the book, my book coach had me crack it up because I played double dutch. I was like, I don't think I want to do this. So we were in out in out in out. It's like, come on. So finally, I said yes. And then I took I took the course, and I you know I get the outline of my book, and I'm you know figuring out the chapters, this that, and the third. I'm like, okay. And then I get to the end of the ninety days, and I'm like. I'm not really sure I have a book here. I don't know what I got, but I got something I did, something I kind of scratched out for 90 days. And then I had to kind of sit with the fact that, okay, this is this is not the book. This is the beginning of the author's journey. Then it was to go get a writing coach to work with me on developing the story and helping me to, to create the, the titles and, and then, you know, what what's the message? So, for example, like uh, one of, you know, the titles are now, you know, mindset over money, the importance of knowing how to collect the cash, understanding cash flow, encouragement for new entrepreneurs. And then I have this really cool thing called the collection zone. If you're a sports fan, you'll appreciate that. And so like going through, right, yeah, right. So if you're a, if you're a sports fan, you know, your, your favorite, your favorite sports person, he or she gets into the, into the zone before the, the game. You usually see them with their headset. They got the music on They're They're, 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 they're focused on all the things they got to do to play the, play the game. They got to you know, bond with their teammates and then they got to study that person that they, that they guard or whatever. And it's like that mindset. So in the book, I talk about the getting into the collection zone, but you have to get the book to get the, all the scoop. Y'all can't get everything on this conversation, but listen, you will learn about the collection zone. And it's a cool thing and you'll appreciate it. But so just coming through that whole experience of writing it, getting titles and then you know, going through the editing process and submitting it. And then the, the publisher that who ended up publishing the book coming back and say, well, I don't think this is quite it. And then giving it back to you to go back to your writing coach, to go through a few more rounds. So we, I mean, we did a few rounds of this before we finally got the manuscript that she says, yes. Now this is a story that I can get behind and I can publish. Mm-hmm. And she did. And I mean, I'm forever grateful, but it's, it's a journey. And I think that most people, when they're, they're looking at books now, they think, oh, you can just slap something together, put it up on Amazon. And it's just that, no, a real book, a real book requires time, energy, effort. You have, you have, you need to get some. You need to get an expert that can see whether your sentence structure makes sense and if the story's making sense and all the things. So it's all that part of of it, which now now allows me to have this beautiful presentation called "Collect the Cash." It is an amazing thing. It's just like, wow. I I loved how you described that because you know. He, you made a good point there. There are people who have written a book, slap their name on it, whatever, you know, throw it up on Amazon so they can claim they're an author. But you didn't do that. You wrote your signature book. And I, you know, I, I can kudos to you. Congratulations to you, because you now have that valuable tool that you can use 
to promote yourself and promote your business. So here's a question that I ask every author that comes on. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you did talk a little bit about it, but I want you to answer these three specific things. So what was the good, the bad and the ugly about writing a book? <laughs> well, the good, obviously, is, is, is completing, complete, having the complete project. The bad is, I can't really say it was bad. I'll say it this way. I think that I think the bad is, okay, this, I, I got to answer that question this way. When you think about bad, especially if you've, if you've gone to school, if you've got a degree or degrees, you, are, you think you know how to write. Especially because, think about it, if you've got a bachelor's degree, especially if you've got a bachelor or master's degree, you crack it up because you know I'm telling the truth. You think you know how to write. And then you realize, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Even though you've got this advanced degree and you, you know, you've written papers or written articles or whatever, writing an article, writing a paper for graduate school and writing a book are three different things. And it's like, okay, it's not that. And so the bad part is that you have to acknowledge what you don't know. And then you have to, I, in my case, you have to be willing to um, come under or submit to or work with some, work with somebody who's an expert. And I happen to have been blessed to work with a phenomenal, I worked with phenomenal experts and they were brilliant in, in what they did. And I realized that I didn't know how to do this. And I was like, okay, if you want to have, and that was the, the question they asked me was, do you want a book or do you want a, a, a significant book that is well done, well put together? And when it gets reviewed, when it gets a book review, like in this case, Collect the Cash got four stars. First time. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So you said the good, the bad, and what was the last question? Oh, the ugly. <laughs> oh, the uh, well, I think I think the ugly of uh, the ugly of the of the book writing process is one, you know, you you think you have you think you have an idea, and then you go present it to the the book coach or to the writing coach, and you're like, mm. Well, I think you should change this, and, and then it's, you know, then you're like, I've been working on this, so you know, it you know, then you get in, you get, you get in your feelings because you're like, well, I thought, and you're, and and then then the other part is is whether you decide whether you're going to hold on to what you think is right, or whether you're you're willing to make the adjustments yeah. and say. You know what? Thank you for the thank gratitude. Thank you for giving me giving me this constructive criticism. Now you can decide whether you take the constructive criticism, or you stay stuck in your feelings and you don't have you don't get anything done, or you go, "Yep, I'm having some feelings about this," and you be a good grown up and you go, "Yep, I'm feeling about this," and then you take a moment or two or three or however long it takes you, and then you get back up and you decide, "I want to get this done," because I think in, in regards to COVID, not that not that COVID is the driving factor, but I think. COVID to me was God's time out, but it was also this, this time for you to decide what do you want to get done? And because, I mean, it, we, before, even before COVID, life was already precious anyway. Good, bad, or indifferent. Life was already precious. But I think that COVID was this wake up for you. If you're going to get things done, you're going to have to buckle down, do the work, go, go through the process, and then get yourself, get yourself something to show for it. So for me, coming out of COVID was, I'm not coming out of COVID without having accomplished something. So my book was my motivator. I was coming out of this with something to show for having been home working and going, okay, what can we do? And then secondly, it was to leave a legacy. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this, that I wrote Collect the Cash to leave my legacy. There are lots of financial people out here 
you've got the David Box, the Susie Ormans, the Tiffany Alicia, and all the other people, Deborah Owens, all that. But I don't know anybody that talks to business owners like I do about collecting the cash and why you need to track your invoices and follow up and the systems. Everybody talks to you about saving money, getting out of debt, and all those things are important. You need that part too. But as a business owner, you need to know how to not you need to know how to sell, but you also need to know how to collect your cash. And I don't, I haven't seen anybody talk about this. And so I was challenged to, you know, leave my legacy through my book. And the the blessing is that now it now it exists. Now there's the book and there's there's other things, but it's like, yeah, and now I get to serve business owners and, and teach them, you know, why why this matters and have fun along the way and, and teach teach them the answer to the question, what had happened was with my money. <laughs> that part. You know, one of the biggest issues that entrepreneurs have is the cash flow. And if there's no cash flow, there ain't no business. Exactly. 1000% correct. Yep. You know, you've worked so hard to get this client or this customer and, you know, now they're not paying and, you know, it just creates so much stress. So I am so thankful because I do remember talking to you about it. And I, I remember saying to you, D, you need to write that book. You sure did. Right. And so I am so glad that you did it. Now, we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to Mm -hmm. focus in on something that I don't get to do with every single author. But you were telling me some things just before we got on the call here. So what are some of the results that you have seen in yourself, in your business, you know, in your life um, since publishing this book and getting it out there? Uh, Well, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, uh, in three three weeks from today, I'll be speaking for the Small Business Development Center at Howard University. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love that's it. pretty huge. Let's see. I, well, I launched a book I said in Times Square on a on a billboard. Not 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 many authors get to do that, and that was a beautiful that was a beautiful experience to be able to launch the book and see it in Times Square. So that was pretty cool. What else have I seen? Oh, so okay. So oh, well, I'm speaking more. That's oh, I know. I I actually I was actually. Um, I just went, I spoke at the Run Women's Conference, um, sorry, the Run Women's Conference in Dallas, Texas, at the Texas Rangers Global Life Field. Nice. I got to take Collect the Cash. Collect the Cash was the the premier book at that conference. And I got to do a presentation on what had happened was how to collect the cash to keep your business profitable. And then here was a cool thing. I sold out all my books at the conference. (sighs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I got a little hint or, or tip for you. Okay. So if you've got to fly somewhere where you're speaking, did you know that through Amazon, if you go into the Amazon back office, you can order books and have them shipped wherever you want. Hmm. And okay. what a lot of authors and my clients do, because this is what I told them to do, is, you know, you make arrangements with either the hotel, the conference center, whatever, and they're used to this that you're going to ship the books directly to them. They will hold the books for you until the conference. Okay. You don't that's have to good. take those books with you on the plane and pay for it. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And that will be something for the, for the next time. This was my first time doing it and it was totally fine, but that's a great tip. And I, I, I appreciate that insight and I will make sure to do that for the next time. But yeah. Well, it was, because it, it was, saves you a lot of money and you're not yeah. hauling, physically hauling all of those. Right. Books. Yeah. The yeah. other thing too is, is that you guarantee the books are there. Because right. you know, with flights that, you know, sometimes things go missing, right? Uh, yeah. So by, <laughs> you know, and so you want to make sure that they're sent and they arrive, you know, days before or a week before your conference or whatever, right? To ensure that they're there for you. But that was just a, a hint and tip. I appreciate um, it. Appreciate it. 
Now, how has it been in building your business? So you're talking, you're getting more speaking engagements. Have you used your book as sort of that extended business card, that calling card? And what kind yes. of results have you been getting from that? Well, that's that actually, Kim, that's actually how I landed at this small business development center. The, the, the person, the executive director of that center actually bought my book and he read it. And then he reached out to me and he said, hey, would you be willing to come in and, and do a presentation to our, our small business owners? And I said, yes. So that's, that's like, the, that's, that's the biggest, biggest thing I've had. That's one. And then number two was being selected to speak at the, the running women's conference. The, the court, the uh, creator of the conference actually wrote the forward for the book. And she said, Hey, can you come in and speak to us about this? So just, just, just getting out there and starting to talk about the book and telling the stories. And, and, it, and I think the other thing too, that's been helpful is that when people hear how much money I've collected, a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, I'm intimidated. And I have to tell them, listen, I didn't start out collecting millions of dollars. I started out collecting five. I've been doing this for years. And I, I sell that because I don't want people to get, get nervous because they hear me say, oh, you've done millions. That's true. I have done millions. I've done it for organizations, government agencies, et cetera. But I had to get started like doing $5 and $10. And it's just like anything else. You have to build your muscle, just like becoming an author. You don't become an author the first time you take out a piece of paper and a pen and you write down the first story. You got to keep keep writing, keep writing, keep writing and doing, going through revisions and then getting constructive uh, uh, criticism and feedback and getting better. Well, I had to learn the things and recovering money, like, for example, using a sense of humor. Because when I used to first tell my story, I wasn't funny. Um, I, people didn't, didn't know that I had a sense of humor. And I decided that the way to make this story interesting was to have some fun. So I literally talked, I literally told the story about me working for working with a government agency and I was, re, I was dealing with a customer and I was reconciling the, their books and I had, you know, how much money was awarded, how much money was paid and how much money was left over. I sent it to the, the vendor and they said, D, you're $9,000 short. I'm like, how'd that happen? They said, oh, well, we reconciled our books and we found, we, we found that we were overpaid. So we sent the money back to the, to the, um, the Department of Treasury here in the States. I said, really? When did y'all do that? And so they sent me, they told me, they sent me a copy of the check, the information. And so I said, this, so this is what, this is how, what the, what had happened was, was they had, they reconciled and they said, we saw we were overpaid. We paid, sent the money back. I got the information and found out the reason that I was $9,000 short is because in the, in the memo section of the check, they put the wrong contract number, which goes back to my thing about problem solving, customer service, gratitude. So once I did the, what had happened was my buddy who's in collection, she said, D, that's hilarious. You need to use what had happened was because everybody, regardless of what you do in life, Everybody has one of those what had happened was story. You take your car in for an oil change. You think you're coming out spending $50. He puts it up on the rack and you're like, oh, you got tires, you got brake pad issues, all these things. It doesn't matter. If you're writing a book, you go through the what had happened was because you think your, your, your story is going to be this way. It changes, et cetera. The what had happened was is, is everybody has one of those scenarios. And whether you're collecting money, you're writing a book. You can find yourself in that. And then what do you have to do? You have to problem solve and figure out yes. what's, what, what transpired. Customer service is basically going the extra mile to solve, you know, fix it. And then the gratitude is to say, thank you for helping me get my, my issue resolved. So just as we close out, one thing I just wanted to comment on is, you know, how you dealt with emotionally when, you know, people kept telling you this had to be changed, Right. And, you know, so many times when we're writing our book, it's it's like, you know, for women, it's like being pregnant and in this baby. And, you know, you're so emotionally tied up 
you know, this, this book becomes like your child and, and like, how dare you tell me that my child's no good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That part. So Um, how I, so how I dealt with the, how I dealt with the emotional part of, of, of writing the book was number one, I just, I let myself feel what I felt. You know, if I had to have a good cry, I had a good cry. If I needed some wine, I went and got some wine. I took a walk with my bestie or I took a walk by myself. I'm a person of faith. So me and God had a lot of conversations while I was writing this book. <laughs> but all the things, because that's what that's what makes that's what makes the book better is because when I went back and listened to the feedback and said, oh, I, I didn't see what you saw when I when I allowed myself to have my feelings and then, you know, did what I need to do to, to, to get over that and go, oh, OK, well, let's see if you do make the change. What will it look like? And then when I made the changes and then, you know, the, the publisher finally, you know, she said, oh my gosh, you got it. Yes. And when she read the entire thing along with the editors, they're like, okay, we can publish this because this is really good. And you, and I took the time to hear what they were saying. And, and here's, here was the, the beautiful thing. I was blessed to work with people who gave me the space and the grace to learn because this was my first time. I mean, I've got degrees and I've done papers, but I had never written a book before. I've done a chapter in a book. I've been part of a couple of anthologies, but that ain't the same thing as writing the entire book. And coming up with the design and all the things, understanding the publishing piece and learning about Ingram Sparks, how you order books, the whole process, all of that. I'm grateful that they were they were patient enough with me while I was learning to understand. So I really I didn't want to just wanted to just write the book. I wanted to understand the process. And they gave me the grace to learn and ask the questions. And, you know, I was I was I was I was definitely blessed and I'm, I'm grateful to them for that. So we're right at time here. So Dee, tell us how people can get your book and connect with you. Sure thing. Well, first of all, Kim, thank you so very much for, for the invite to come back to Author to Authority podcast. So the book is available on, you can buy, to get a signed copy from me, you go to www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. It's also available on Amazon. Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, and Walmart. But signed copy, www.collectthecash.biz. That's a zebra forward slash book. And you get a signed copy from me. I love it. Collectthecash.biz. Forward slash book. <laughs> yeah, because you go, if you go to the biz, you're not going to, you won't, you won't get it on there. But if you go to forward slash book, you can get it directly, a direct copy from me. I just like how it's biz because it's just like so appropriate to the book itself. <laughs> Well, Dee, thank you so much for coming back and um, updating us on what's been going on in your life. It's been such a pleasure and an honor to have you. And to you, the listener, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will see you on the very next episode. Have a great day, everyone. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book, at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. 
it's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.